Our New Testament and Gospel lesson comes to us from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 9 through 15. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. And the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness forty days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beasts and the angels waiting on him. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Amen. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. On my study leave a few weeks ago, after a day of study, after a day of writing sermons, I sat out on the deck looking out over the Gulf of Mexico in the house that we stayed in and saw pictures of wildlife, magnificent wildlife all around. At about 5 p.m. each evening, the ospreys come out and begin their evening hunt. They glide effortlessly above the water, just kind of fluttering, gliding, and then they swoop down instantly. They fold their wings in and attack with such force that they rarely miss their prey. They break through the heavens with great force. Similar to the dove that breaks through the heavens when Jesus is baptized. Not the cooing, not the cooing bird, not the, the dove with the olive branch in its, in its hands and its, its uh, talons, but the bird of prey. Tearing down through the sky from heaven. Notice the Holy Spirit in the form of the dove or this bird drives out and forces Jesus to leave. That is no cooing bird that does that. The dove dives down and expels him. He's still dripping from water, still dripping from the baptism. Drives him into the wilderness to be with Satan. Somehow that, that image of the gentle bird and the branch in its mouth, or it, it doesn't do Mark's Holy Spirit any justice whatsoever. So it is with this image, it is with this image of the dove that we should read the texts of Mark. We need to be very careful and not to overlook any details that Mark provides and only Mark provides. For he moves at breakneck speed when writing his gospel. And when he tells this story, he laid down every word very carefully. And we need to look at the picture of who is and who is not in that picture. What happens and what does not happen. Matthew and Luke take this event and spend about 13 verses just talking about Satan and what happens there. But it is that dove that drives Jesus out of the wilderness and heavens are torn apart and God calls him beloved. 
And then wham, Jesus is out of there. Mark takes exactly one verse and then a third of that verse and says, Jesus was tempted by Satan and he was gone. Out with the wild beasts and the angels waited on him. Luke leaves the angels completely out of the story. Matthew, they show up at the end of the story. But for Mark, for Mark, they are with Jesus 40 days. The entire 40 days. Mark doesn't use the angels of God's royal court very often. So, so I think when we hear that, we need to be very careful and take notice. Remember, he doesn't have them at the birth. In fact, there is no birth narrative in Mark. Right? No angels talking with Mary or Joseph. There's no angel to strengthen Jesus at Gethsemane. And we're not sure if it's a young man or an angel at the empty tomb. But let us not disregard the rest of the story. Let us not take it lightly. For Jesus was tempted. But he didn't give in. He wandered the wilderness just like the Jews of Moses' time. But he did not waver. He remained true to God and God's calling. And we should be honest about the trials that he faced and recognize that they are the same trials, the same trials that you and I face every single day of our lives. He stood with the wild beasts, dare I say, like Daniel in the lion's den. Jesus never wavered. He never wavered. He never gave up. And it's time to remember the angels. Remember the angels in Jesus' experience and ours. Yes, we have angel experiences. They were there from the beginning of the 40 days, just like angels are with us for 40 days through our entire life. Perhaps they are in the form of a little child or parents or grandparents or great-grandparents or uncles and aunts and cousins. Perhaps those are the angels that we're talking about. They never leave us alone. And when we're lonely, and when the times are treacherous, and temptation is all around us, my friends, they are with us. The first Sunday in Lent reminds us that it is time again to take stock of our lives, to repent and come clean about things that do tempt us, that distract us and make us veer off the path we are called to be on. Today we begin that journey of Lent, and in that discipline we acknowledge and, and we perform the fearless moral inventory that we're called to take. It, it's found in all the 12-step programs and in God's program, if you would, and have confidence in the Word of God. Friends, our wilderness angels probably don't look like angels or what we think of angels at all. There are no long robes. There are no flowing wings. Our angels come in the form of, well, a pastor. A pastor that winks at you when you're learning the 23rd Psalm. Just that wink will stay with you in your entire life. I've told you that story. Thanks, Reverend Bell. Or it may be the middle school teacher, the math teacher who on the first day of moving into the classroom in January immediately sees the wild beasts all around and sets you aside and says, I think you're the brightest one in the class. And he lifts you up. And that confidence 
will stick with you a lifetime. Thanks, Mr. McCarran. Or a coach that took a chance on you, even though you traveled every single time you had the basketball. Every single time you had the basketball. Travel. Ken, you need new sneakers. I got new sneakers. Ken, you're still traveling. Plant your foot. You know how to plant a foot. No, I guess I didn't. But he saved me after all. Thanks, Coach Vandeveer. Or an economics professor many years later that would pick you out of a class of 100 when asked how to straighten a curve with a particular formula, and you're the only one in the class that knows to take the first derivative. Thanks, Dr. DeRoyne. Or the boss that urges you to take a Sunoco class in express programming, along with some system people, and how to change, how you change and look at a customer's financial statement, how you look at a customer altogether. It will change your whole career. Thanks, Jim Sykon. Or the person at the end of a phone that says, is this Reverend Goodrich? And are you still seeking a position as pastor? A pastor of a church? Uh, when you didn't know that you were? <laughs> Thanks, Don Baggett. Thanks, Don Baggett of the PNC. And I want to thank the person at the PCUSA that typed the Y in the system that said I was looking. Friends, there are angels all around us. They look like us. They act like us. They sound like us. Well, they sound like some of us. But God sends them exactly when we need them. And God recognizes and knows that our wilderness, our wilderness and our deserts are lurking just off of the path. And they remind us that there is, as William Sloan Coffin states, more grace in God than there is sin in us. Our journey may be filled with fearsome beasts snarling at us. There may be people snapping at us. There may be tra tragedy in all of our lives and around us. But my friends, in the deserts of Lent, in the deserts of Lent, may we feel God's presence in all that we do. I assure you that the light at the end of the tunnel, at the end of the tunnel is not a train to wreck our lives. It's that dove, that Holy Spirit that's driving us towards that light, towards the Son of God, lighting our way and the angels of God coming right for us. And we must not forget that even in the wilderness, in the desert, in that moment, according to Mark, according to Jesus Christ, just like God, God got the last word and the angels helped us out. May it be so for everyone here this morning. May the angels help you out in all that you do, just when you need them. May they come. Amen. Let us pray.